There is a problem within the church today. According to Dr. Bill Bright, there are a lot of people who say they love God, and many of them don't really know Him. The average person has a superficial view of God, and you can't love someone you don't know. You can't trust someone you don't know. You can't obey someone you don't know. So the most important thing is to find out who God is, uh, discover His character, and uh, just love, trust, and obey Him. This is Family Life Today for Thursday, February 20th. Our host is the Executive Director of Family Life, Dennis Rainey, and I'm Bob Lapine. Today, a conversation with a man who has spent his life introducing people to their Creator. And welcome to Family Life Today. Thanks for joining us on the Thursday edition. You've been asked a number of times by people that question if you could have dinner with uh, any four people, you know, living or dead, who would you invite to your dinner party? And right. Probably stopped and considered that question and thought about the Apostle Paul or about King David or uh, whoever you might choose to be at your dinner party. I would imagine that there'd be many listeners who, when asked that question, would have on their list the opportunity to invite Bill and Vonette Bright to that dinner party and just to to be able to interact with them about a life of faithfulness to Christ that God has honored in a remarkable way. You know, when I was a young man starting out uh, right after college, I had no idea how uh, Bill Bright's life would impact mine, initially from a distance, but uh, here in the last uh, dozen or so years, I've had the opportunity to have many, many meals with Bill, to have personal time with him. And uh, you and I had the opportunity to uh, fly down to Orlando and sit in their living room and and, uh, just have a a sweet chat Mm -hmm. with an 81-year-old man who is suffering from a very serious illness. He's got a a pulmonary fibrosis, right? right, That has taken away 60% of his lungs capacity. And Bob, uh, you and I both left those interviews, which uh, we started on yesterday's broadcast, and if you missed it, I would encourage you to call and and get the tapes and get the entire interview Mm -hmm. because uh, it's a great reminder from a man who has lived his life well about what is really important. And one of the things I wanted to ask him about and interview him about was the subject of money because there's a lot of great stories about how Bill Bright personally has approached money and his own personal wealth, Mm -hmm. which he doesn't have a lot of personal wealth. In spite of the fact that he has written a number of books and and at one point was handed a check for a million dollars, right? Right. He uh, won the Templeton Award and gave that money immediately and invested it in Campus Crusade for Christ for the purpose of prayer and fasting. In fact, I think uh, he talks about that in the section of the interview we're going to hear today because you did quiz him about the issue of wealth and how we handle our money. And, in fact, that's where we'll pick things up today. This is part two of an interview done recently with the former president and founder of Campus Crusade for Christ, Dr. Bill Bright. You have rubbed shoulders with people who have had enormous wealth in your uh, 81 years of life. You've been a part of seeing people invest literally tens of millions, hundreds of millions, billions of dollars in the kingdom work. 
what advice would you have for the man, uh, the couple, who really want to use their lives and their wealth uh, for the glory of God? Well, first of all, wealth is a gift of God. It all belongs to him. At best, we're stewards. There's no one who could say, look, I've accumulated this vast fortune. I did it with my own ability. Everything is a gift. Even the breath which we breathe. And I'm on oxygen 24 hours a day, so I appreciate breath. <laughs> it's a gift of God. But um, anyone who thinks that they are responsible for their vast wealth is not thinking logically. There are many, many factors that contribute to vast wealth. And so I say to men and women of wealth, live a good life, enjoy yourself. But you should not be extravagant. Don't hoard anything. And don't destroy your grandchildren by leaving them large sums of money. Take care of sending them to college or whatever they may need. But be sure you do not spoil your children and your grandchildren and future heirs by leaving a trust that will cause them to be lethargic, uh, complacent, and never develop the skills which you've developed because you had to. And uh, remember, it's all God's money. And you're going to be held accountable in a very real way when you get to heaven, if you make it. And if your money and your wealth and your material possessions are your God, you won't make it. Have, have you seen people leave money to children or grandchildren and that lethargic complacency that you're talking about? Have you seen those who were destroyed by oh, inheriting absolutely, money? absolutely. I think of a tragic situation. A couple came to me one day. They had worked hard together. They had built a fortune. They had one daughter. And uh, she married an atheist who hated God. And they said, what are we going to do with our money? I said, whatever you do, don't leave it to your daughter and your grandchildren. Because hmm. he will use it for purposes that are contrary to everything you stand for. Give it away while you're alive. Take care of them in a modest way. But don't give that money to your atheistic son-in-law who wouldn't even allow his children to go to Sunday school. Hmm. Well, their love for their children overruled that, and they left it to the family. And you can imagine what happened to it. It was a tragic situation. They'll be held accountable for that. Hmm. It's well known that people who inherit large sums of money in their youth generally are not properly motivated to maximize their gifts. So they drift through life, living a life of ease, and they literally become parasites on society. Mm. And as you know, in parts of the world where there's the class of the super rich, they're usually very decadent. Mm -hmm. That's not always true, but all too often, extreme wealth clouds the thinking of the recipients of that wealth. Bigger homes, bigger cars, uh, a greater opulence and extravagance instead of, Lord, this is all yours. Mm -hmm. How can we use it to bring greater glory, greater honor, yeah. and greater praise to you? Right. Does it seem to you that sometimes those who don't have any spiritual convictions are more generous and more inclined to give? I mean, I'm thinking of of Ted Turner giving millions of dollars to the United Nations or 
uh, Bill Gates setting up a foundation for vaccinations around the world. I sometimes wonder if uh, we ought to take a lesson from some of these folks. Well, one should never question another's motives, why they give. But there are many tax benefits, Mm -hmm. many considerations. And uh, I pray that those whom God, whether believers or not, God uniquely blessed. I think back on my own career as a businessman. I started my business with a modest capital. And uh, because of the influence of two men who were kind of like fathers to me, they had no sons of their own. And they were among the leaders in the whole confection industry. Mm -hmm. They helped promote my merchandise, Bright's Branded and Epicurean Foods. (laughs) Wherever uh, people came, whenever people came to their businesses, and they were two of the top men in the nation, uh, they would promote my merchandise because they liked me and they liked my merchandise. And I wasn't a believer. But at least one of the men I knew, know, was a believer. The other one I'm not sure of. But they they helped me tremendously. So as a kid in the early 20s, I was experiencing phenomenal success. And yet, uh, uh, you know, I can't say I was smart. I was brilliant. I did this. I did that. God arranged all these things. Mm-hmm. And I was able to succeed in the measure I did because of many factors. So anyone who is wealthy would have to say, if he thinks clearly, I had a lot of help from God working through people. And I look back on my own business career. I have to say, God orchestrated all these many wonderful things, preparing me for the day when I'd be born into his family and he could show me a whole new way of life. Bill, you're still highly motivated, even at 81 years of age. You're on oxygen 24 hours a day. Your lungs are only working uh, at about 40% of capacity. What gets you out of bed? (laughs) What gets you out of bed in the morning? (laughs) Well, my love for Jesus. You know, people ask me, what's the most important thing we could pray for you? And I always respond, pray that I will never leave my first love. Love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And, of course, love your neighbors, yourself, love your enemies. So my love for him and my desire to please him, to obey him, he is my master, my Lord. And uh, I can't think of any activity in which I can be engaged uh, that's more important than pleasing him. And, of course, I say all that, including my precious wife. She is the joy and delight of my heart. We've been married over 54 years, and uh, all I can do is thank God. What an incredible, wonderful, fantastic wife he has given me, and uh, lover and partner and friend in Vanette. And I encourage every man out there who wants to live a fruitful, wonderful life to love your wife as Christ loved the church, mm-hmm. even if you do it for selfish reasons, and you can't really do it for selfish reasons because loving your wife has to be supernatural with his enabling. But uh, if you don't have a happy wife, you're not going to have a happy heart. Hmm. And uh, you need to give attention to your dear, beloved, precious spouse 
who is a gift of God until death do us part. Mm. And don't ever think of divorce as a way out. You find someone, uh, as God has led you to be married, or if he should lead you in the future to be married, remember, obey the word of God. Love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. That sacrificial living. Mm-hmm. Bill, Bob and I, uh, and I'm taking our average age together here because Bob's about to correct me if I, <laughs> out of this, but I'm, we're approximately 30 years behind you in the race. I'm, I'm, I'm a little farther behind than Dennis. <laughs> I'd just like to make that clear. <laughs> and it's not that I'm that much older, Bill, than, than he is. But Maybe a couple of days. Yeah, a couple of days. A couple of days older than Bob. Uh, certainly not more mature, though. But um, what advice would you have for a man who wants to finish well? I mean, if God grants strength and favor, Bob and I live another 30 years. What exhortation would you would you give us as men, and just to men in terms of how they run the race and end up at the finish line like you are, still sprinting at the end? Well, you remember, Paul writes to Timothy, chapter four, verses seven and eight. I fought a good fight. I finished the race, and I've been faithful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I would say, one. Number one priority, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And that requires time in the Word. You can't live a godly life unless you're taking God's Word into your heart daily, and moment by moment, communicate with God in prayer. Prayer is like breathing. We pray and talk to Him. So love Him, trust Him, obey Him. And uh, in order to do all this, you have to know who he is. So if you have a, a superficial view of God, you need to begin to study the attributes of God. Mm-hmm. That's the reason I wrote the book, God Discovers His Character, many, oh, three or four years ago. Because the average person has a superficial view of God. And you can't love someone you don't know. You can't trust someone you don't know. You can't obey someone you don't know. So the most important thing is to find out who God is. Uh, discover his character. And uh, just love, trust, and obey him. You see what Dennis has got in his hand there, don't you? I just happen to see that. I have a, a card that, uh, Bill, you discovered the power of lamination before yeah. Bob did. <laughs> but you laminated a card here that uh, is entitled, the name of your book, God Discover the Benefits of His Attributes. And on this card, on the front and back, are listed different attributes of 13 God. Thirteen attributes. Thirteen attributes. And I'm not going to ask you to name all thirteen, although I'm, I'm confident you could do no, it. I've memorized and meditated on, on them <clears throat> almost every day and night. I wake up in the middle of the night, and uh, while I'm going back to sleep, uh, we'll run through different ones and just praise the Lord for who He is. Hmm. Well, what I want you to do, and I was going to ask you this question anyway, uh, but you've taken me there. Out of these 13, what three are the most meaningful to They're you? all important. I, can't. I, I, I know they're yeah. all important, and I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> but as you have meditated and have gotten to know God, and as he has revealed himself to you, could you name three that are closest well, I, I to you in your walk with him? Three are more important than the rest. But God is sovereign. 
He rules in the affairs of many nations. Uh, he, ru- he controls everything. We think we're smart, <laughs> but we're really dummies uh, compared to him. After all, you look at, uh, study the human eyeball or the corpuscle or yeah. anything about any of his creation, you realize we're just dummies, you know? <laughs> so he, he is sovereign. He lifts up and he puts down. And then he is love. I'm going I'm to stop you there because I, I want to read what you wrote on the card. Because God is sovereign, that's who he is, I will joyfully submit to his will. Yes. Uh, I so it's re- more than just an intellectual realization <laughs> that there is one who rules absolutely. I, I put the word joyfully in there especially because it's not just kind of a, a duty. God is sovereign, so I'm going to be... I'm just going to re- resign myself to the fact that he's in charge and it's going to be a boring drudgery. No, God is in charge, and it's a joyful journey to know that he's in charge. You know, if I didn't know he was in charge, now I'm breathing, uh, you know, an oxygen for the last couple of years, uh, I, I would probably be kind of anxious at, at times. But God's in charge. Nothing hmm. happens. Hmm. You know, you read Acts 4. Nothing happens to you and me that is not with his approval. Satan has no power over us except that which God allows. Hmm. Everything is filtered through his love. You have cancer. You have a heart attack. You have a stroke. You have financial problems. What do you do about it? Well, Paul writes, rejoice. James writes, rejoice. In all things, give thanks. Well, you know, one of the greatest lessons I've ever learned, which I learned maybe 40 years or so ago, is that all things give thanks. Mm-hmm. Rejoice in adversity as well as blessings. And you can do that because yeah. you know there is one. I know there's a sovereign God. Right. He rules in the affairs. And when I say thank you, even through my tears, I'm demonstrating faith. And the scripture says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. That which is not of faith is sin. The just shall live by faith. So I'm saying when I praise God that I'm wearing this tube, you know, breathing oxygen, I'm praising God out of a joyful heart, <laughs> not out of resignation. Right. And uh, then, of course, the love. God's love for me is unconditional. Because God is love, he is unconditionally committed to my well-being. And... Uh, uh, you know, you could spend an hour talking about the love of God. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. No matter how even we sin and grieve him, his love reaches out to us. Which brings me to the third attribute. And I, I hate to leave out any of those 13. And, of course, there are many others. Is mercy. Huh. Because of his mercy. Yes. You know, if I confess my sins... He is always faithful and just to forgive me of my sins because of his mercy. Right. Bill, you mentioned uh, your book, God Discover the Benefits of His Attributes. I've lost count of how many books you've written. About 100. You're writing them faster than I can read them. It's over 100 books? Over 100 books and booklets. Okay. Thousands of articles. Bob gets on to me for asking these (laughs) questions, but I'm going to ask you... Do you have a favorite? I would say probably the best book I've ever written is uh, God Discovery's Character because it deals with attributes of God. 
And uh, you, you know, I've written on the Ten Commandments, uh, the living supernaturally in Christ. You've written about the person of Jesus Christ. Person of Jesus, prayer, on and on and on. But getting to know God, His marvelous attributes, you realize everything else falls into place. Well, again today, we've been listening to Dr. Bill Bright, founder and past president of Campus Crusade for Christ, uh, rehearsing the attributes of God, which is a healthy exercise for all of us all the time, isn't it? It is. And if there's anything I've learned from Bill Bright, is that we need to not only talk about God and what he's doing in our lives, but we need to know him. Hmm. And we need to continue to pursue him to get to know him. And a part of that comes, Bob, as we understand the qualities that we use as human beings Hmm. to describe little facets of God's character. And I do think, and I agree with Bill, this is the greatest book, this book on the character of God that Bill Bright wrote. This is his greatest book he's ever written. Now, the book is called God, Discover His Character, and we have it available in our Family Life Resource Center. This is a book that is uh, great for private devotions. Uh, it's a book that parents can use in family time with the children to help introduce the children to the, the greatness of our God. If you'd like to get a copy, you can call 1-800-FL-TODAY. Or you can request a copy online at FamilyLife.com. Again, the title is God, Discover His Character by Dr. Bill Bright. When you get in touch with us, uh, you may also want to request either cassettes or CDs of our complete interview with Dr. Bill Bright. We have only been able to feature portions of it here on Family Life today. But if you'd like to hear the entire conversation... You can ask about those tapes or about uh, CD copies of the interviews when you contact us, again, at 1-800-FL-TODAY, or if you'd like to, you can order online at FamilyLife.com. I was thinking about uh, Dr. Bright's book, and I was thinking about our mission at Family Life to effectively develop godly families who change the world one home at a time. If we're going to succeed in that mission of developing godly families, then we have to make sure that our families know the God we uh, want to reflect in our own character and in our own lives. Family life is committed to that spiritual agenda. We want husbands and wives and moms and dads to be centered on the priority of God's Word in your marriage and in your family. We are joined in that agenda by uh, a whole lot of folks around the country who are Family Life champions or legacy partners, in fact, some brand new legacy partners who just joined with us here in the last few weeks, and it's nice to have you folks on board with us. A legacy partner is somebody who, on a monthly basis, makes a contribution to our ministry, and we often will hear from those legacy partners, Dennis, who uh, who write to us and ask us to pray for them. In fact, I just saw that we'd gotten a note from a, a 69-year-old grandmother in South Dakota who is raising two boys. She's raising a 12-year-old and a 16-year-old, and I don't know the circumstances that have her raising those young men, but she said, please pray for me. I need strength and patience. And we do take those requests for prayer seriously, and our team joins in praying for uh, folks who write to us with those kinds of requests. If you'd like to find out more about becoming a legacy partner, joining with us financially, or if you'd like... To write to us with a prayer request, our mailing address is Family Life Today at Box 8220, Little Rock, Arkansas, 
Our zip code is 72221. Once again, it's Family Life Today at Box 8220, Little Rock, Arkansas, and our zip code is 72221. You can also get in touch with us by calling 1-800-FL-TODAY. You can donate over the phone, or you can make an online donation at our website at familylife.com. Well, tomorrow we will hear the uh, concluding portion of our conversation held recently with Dr. Bill Bright, the past president and founder of Campus Crusade for Christ. I hope you can be back with us for that. I want to thank our engineer today, Robbie Neal, and our entire broadcast production team. On behalf of our host, Dennis Rainey, I'm Bob Lapine. We will see you back tomorrow for another edition of Family Life Today. Family Life Today is a production of Family Life of Little Rock, Arkansas, a ministry of Campus Crusade for Christ.